Well, if you have a Bible, I want to direct your attention to one passage this morning in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5. If you don't have a Bible, we would normally pass those out, but I think it will be easier if you just follow along on the side screens this morning as we read this one uh, verse together. Ephesians chapter 5, and uh, if you need directions, go to the middle, turn right, past Jesus, go a couple more books, and you'll come to Ephesians. And so while you're finding that, um, when the ball drops this Tuesday at midnight, you will have had 525,600 minutes to spend any way you want to. How did you choose to spend them? Well, an efficiency expert by the name of Michael Fortino says that an average person living an average life will spend 20 years sleeping, and you can adjust all these numbers, seven years in the bathroom, six years eating, five years waiting in line, three years in meetings, two years playing phone tag, eight months opening junk mail, six months sitting at a traffic light, and then on an average day, you'll be interrupted 73 times, take an hour of work home, read less than five minutes, talk to your spouse for four minutes, exercise less than three minutes, and play with your child for two minutes. But it also means that in 2014, God willing, you'll be on pace to have another 525,600 minutes. The question is, what are you going to do with them? Well, I love this challenge that's laid out in Ephesians chapter 5 for us when it says these words in verse 15 and 16. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Now, I want to start at the end of that sentence and work our way backwards. He says, be careful how you live because the days are evil. I probably don't have to convince many of you, if any of you, that we live in pretty crazy uh, times, morally, ethically, culturally. It seems like anything and everything goes. So he's saying, be careful about how you live in this world. And in the context of Ephesians chapter 5, you read a lot of other different things that surround this verse, and it kind of leads us to read more into it than what this verse says, but he essentially is saying, watch how you live. Because our culture is one that specializes in leading you and leading me into wasting our life on all different kinds of things. Think about this for a second. Saturday, I'm going to celebrate 22 years of marriage with my wife, and we're going to go out to a really, really nice dinner at Outback, probably, and uh, at some point during the conversation, we'll look across the table from one another and we'll say, wow, where, where did the time go? Or you're a parent, right? You know this. You, you have a son who plays soccer or you have a daughter who's in band and, and you're at a game or a concert and you're remembering the first time he learned to kick a ball or she played the first note and, and you think about, wow, where, where did the time go? Or maybe you've gone back to a high school reunion. Anyone, you've done that and it's five years, 10, 20, 30 years after you graduated and everybody's standing around having a great conversation about the good old days and somebody will say, where'd the time go? Or you're a teenager, right? And you tweet something on Throwback Thursday. You have a picture of yourself from five years ago. And you think, wow, I was so cute back then. Where'd the time go, you know? And, or you're a mom, right? And, and you drive a minivan. And you're at McDonald's with 10 kids. And it's a birthday party. And you're sitting back going, what, what happened here? I used to be cheerleading captain. Where did the time go, right? 
And the answer that we all know, but that we don't really like, is that that time went away. It just went away, didn't it? I want to illustrate that for you this morning with this clock. And if you have a pen or something to write with, this would be a great thing to put in your notes, or at least you'll be able to remember it and think about it later. But let's just say for our purposes this morning that the average person lives 72 years. That you were born at 12 o'clock and you're going to die at 1 o'clock. And so we can pack those 72 years into one hour of time, which means that every six years of your life would be represented by a five-minute span of time. Are you with me? So if you're six years old and you're in here this morning, your clock would be at five minutes after. If you're 12, you're at 10 after. If you're 18, you're at a quarter after. If you're in your mid-30s, you're halfway there. I'm somewhere between seven and eight on this clock, all right? And so if you were to figure out exactly where you fit on that clock, then what you do is you shade in everything that's already gone. And listen to this sentence again. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. I want to stop on that phrase just for a minute. Making the most of every opportunity. Uh, The literal rendering there is redeeming the time. Maybe your translation says that. It's an accounting term, right, in which you you get the full value out of your money. Uh, We use financial terms to talk about time uh, all all the time, don't we? That we're going to be spending time or we're trying to buy time or we consider if uh, if something is going to be worth our time because time is really, really valuable, And just like you try to squeeze the most you can out of every dollar that you have, you try to get the most you can out of your time. So he's saying, look for those opportunities in your life and take advantage of the moments that come to you to make the most of whatever it is that you had. Now, uh, the Greeks had two different words that they used for time. Uh, The first word is chronos. Can you say that with me? Chronos. Yeah, guys, a groaner. Chronos. There we go. Chronos. It's where we get our word chronology. It means clock time. It's calendar time. It's when you and I actually sit down and we put things into our day timer or your phone calendar or something like that. Uh, the other word is kairos. Can we say that? Kairos. There you go. It's more exciting. It means you live in the moment. It's uh, opportunity. It's essentially where God's purposes come along and intersect with our life. And so in Kronos, you and I get to control the calendar and how we plan things. But in Kairos time is the purposes of God brings these opportunities right into the midst of what we typically have planned. Here's another way to think about it. Every morning, my chronos is 30 minutes as I drive one of my girls to school. Uh, but the kairos might be as I'm trying to listen to God and I, I hear him whisper to take advantage of that moment or to steer a conversation in a particular direction and leverage that time for good. Maybe you have a chronos that's 30 minutes every day at the gym. It's just part of your calendar, right? But the kairos might be as you're listening to certain kinds of music that God might drop a message in on you and whisper something about how he cares about you or you're walking over to the water fountain and you pass another member and it leads to a conversation and it leads to an invitation for them to come to church. Now, you you probably do this too, especially if you're married, but I regularly sit down with my wife and we sync our calendars. Everybody else probably does this too, don't you? We got a lot of stuff going on. 
For me, my entire Kronos for 2013 can be found in this phone somewhere, right? It's got events in it. It's got appointments. It's got things I need to do. It's got uh, all kinds of sports things and games and church stuff. But listen, it wasn't the things that my wife and I put into the calendar that probably made the most difference in our year. It was really those things that God brought our way in the midst of what we had planned that we were able to receive as opportunities. Those were the real significant moments of our year. See, for me, I I never thought I'd be standing right here at this particular time talking to you all on this particular day. My plans back in the summer were to to teach through the fruit of the Spirit in the book of Galatians at our small church in Gardner and just do that, get us through the summer, and then we'll see what happens next. But God's plans came along and led Donnie to call me up and say, hey, come and join this journey with us at LifePoint. And that particular moment right there was an opportunity that my wife and I saw as a Kairos moment, and we seized it. Because all of us know that, probably from experience, right, that when you have those moments and they appear, that when they're gone, they're gone, aren't they? When an hour is over with, you don't get any of that time back. So that when God brings you an opportunity, you have to seize it. Uh, Kairos is the name of a Greek god. You can see a picture of it on the side screens. Uh, The Greeks drew it this way and depicted it this way with one uh, giant lock of hair only on the forehead, bald everywhere else. But they thought that it was said only that a human being could um, grab hold of Kairos as it came speeding towards you if you could reach out and grab it by that single lock of hair. So you had to be ready for that opportunity or you would miss it. I like what pastor and author Leonard Ravenhill said about this. He said, the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized within the lifetime of the opportunity. He's essentially saying the same thing, is that when an opportunity comes to you in your life, you have to grab hold of it in that moment or it's gone. Now, I think there's at least two things that probably keep most of us from seizing an opportunity when God brings it to us. And the first one has to do with the clock. We all just naturally assume that we're going to get the full hour, and we know that's not really true. I mean, some of us are living proof that we get more than in that hour, aren't we? And you're on a, uh, on a second spin around there. But the second thing that happens that keeps us from seizing opportunities is that sometimes we cram so much into the calendar that we're not really available and attentive when certain opportunities come our way. That's why I think the writer says, you have to live wisely so that you can make good on your opportunities. I like the way the writer in the Psalms says it in chapter 90 and verse 12. He says, God, Lord, teach us to number our days so that we could gain a heart of wisdom. So let me pose this question to you this morning. I mean, what if we committed our time to God And then just simply asked him to show us the best way to spend the moments that we have. I mean, what if we turned that scripture really into a prayer and we said, God, teach me to number my days right. Because he says that God can make us wise beyond years to make the right choices. Now, I'm going to land the whole thing. We've designed a short service, we got kids in here, and I'm just going to give you three simple things to think about as I wrap the whole thing up. I think there's about three major God opportunity categories that all of us get 
the opportunity to seize. The first one is those routine moments of every day. What I'm talking about is where you get a pause and actually enjoy a sunset rather than looking at the time. And in that moment, God is able to give you some new insights to how much he loves you and cares for you. You have a conversation with a neighbor because you just simply went to the mailbox, but you paused long enough to talk with them. And at the end of it, you realize you were just the right encouragement that they needed for the day. Or you get that moment to enjoy a meal with your family and and you just push back from the table and you say, thank you, God. I'm just grateful for all the things that you've brought into my life. Or you put your work down in the evening for long enough to play hide and seek with your kids, right? And in that moment, you get to look into their faces and you see a little bit of the kingdom of God. And, And we have these moments, right, every single day where we get to receive these opportunities from God. Then I think there are these moments that are there and they're presented to us from God that can actually lead to something so much bigger. I mean, when you're in the right place at the right time and you're doing that one thing that you really feel like you're supposed to be doing, where God kind of gives you this moment and pushes you to start something, to initiate something, to join something, to move out and act on a whisper. You get, you get this moment, right, where God lays something on your heart that both terrifies you and it excites you at the same time. And if you were to grab a hold of it, not only would it drastically change your life, but it could impact the lives of many other people. And I think God brings certain moments to us to say, I I want you to do this. And it's something that's so much bigger than ourselves. And then finally, I think we all have this moment to receive Christ. And I think the moment is today. It's today. If you've never done that, when you hear God's voice, it's the moment where you say, I need to respond to that. It's when you feel that um, tightness in your chest, right, during a certain song, or you're reading a scripture, or someone's praying. That's kind of the Holy Spirit of God, maybe just moving into your life saying, respond to me. The moment when you understand what it is that God's done for you and how he loves you, that's the moment you have to seize. And for some of us in the room, that moment would be today. We even have some people who are choosing to follow through on that today by being baptized after our service. And and maybe you're thinking today, wow, I I know these things. I believe these things. I, I need to capture that moment before it's gone then I would encourage you to come down afterwards. Several of us will be down front. Let's talk about how you can make good on receiving Christ and even following through by being baptized. Now listen to this verse one more time and we'll wrap the whole thing up. Be careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. You're on pace to have 525,600 minutes this year. How are you going to use them? How are you going to use them? I just wonder, as we maybe get to this point next year and we look back, what kinds of opportunities we'll be able to reflect upon that God brought our way, and I'm hoping that we'll seize them. We'll seize them. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you so much today that um, you have given us time God, I believe you give us all the time that we need to seize the moments that you have planned for us. And our prayer today, God, would be that you just help us as we go through the day to have our eyes wide open. And when we see the opportunities that you bring, to grab hold of them and leverage them for good. 
And we pray these things through Jesus. Amen.